Friends, if you're brand new, my name is Susie, and it is an honor and a privilege to have you. I have the honor to be the preaching pastor here, and I don't know about you, but I love to preach. I love to talk about Jesus, but I love to do it in a way that's relevant to our gaming culture, because I believe that the Bible, hey, the Bible may be an old book, but it is still relevant. It is not outdated. It does not need to be updated, and I promise you, if you'll open up your heart today, I believe God's got a message for you because he cares about you. He sees you. No matter where you're watching in the world today, God sees you, knows your circumstance, and he cares about you more than you could ever imagine. There's a term that's probably familiar to many of us as gamers, something along the lines of lore, storyline, or even the word quest or mission. It happens in many, many different games we play, especially if you're in a kind of single-player game. Sometimes video games are very, very clear on what is the main objective, what's the main story, what is the thing that we are trying to accomplish, what's the whole point of all of it, what's the purpose of all these different things, and especially like in games, New World, like we're going to jump into right now, a game that many people in the community have been playing, a game that I have been loving, is the game New World. And if you open up your journal, it lays it out very, very clear for you. You got many, many different things you can do. You got town projects. Now, these are these are good things. These can actually help out the town as a whole. You can increase the different uh, crafting materials you can you can have, the different uh, different shops and everything you can use. There is a bunch of benefits to doing town projects. Then there's faction quests, faction missions. You can increase your reputation. You can buy new gear. These are great. Nothing wrong with these. These are great. And then there are flat out. I love the way this describes them. There's just side stories. Side stories. I love how New World just makes it abundantly clear. There are side stories that you could do. You can see some that I still haven't uh, passed in since at level 10. I just, I never felt like making my way all the way over here, okay? Once I was out of this starting zone, I just, I, I never went back. But it's very, very clear. There are side stories, but the one I really, really love is they make it abundantly clear that there is a main story in New World, which is kind of funny because like New World, you know, like I'm my trickest people, hardly has any lore, hardly has any story, but it's got a little bit, but at least it's very clear on what the story isn't and what the story is. And New World, they call it the MSQ, the main story quest. And it's a very clear objective of what you need to do, what you need to accomplish, who you need to kill, what chests you need to find, whatever it might be. But it's just very, very, very clear. And this is the case in many different video games where it's just very clear. And sometimes in the video games we, we play, it can be very, very clear what the objective of our quest is, or what our mission is. But in the same way, friends, we need to be very, very clear, crystal clear on what is our mission of the church. What are you and I as followers of Jesus? Like, what are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? Like if we were to go to some gamers who maybe don't go to church, are not a Christian, and we were to ask them like, what's the MSQ of the church? Like, what's the purpose of the church? What, are, what is the church here to do? What are we here to accomplish? I don't know if many people would be able to kind of crystal clear, give us a definition. And so what I want to do today is I want to make that mission crystal clear. And today I want to bring a message I've entitled God's MSQ, the mission of the church. I want to answer that question for all of us. What is our purpose? What is the church here to do? What is our mission and how can we make it clear and how can we accomplish that? And I want to tell you today is kind of a part one to a two-part message that I'm doing this week and next week. Today we're going to talk about the mission of the church. Next week we're going to talk about the method of the church. 
So today we're gonna to talk a lot about the why and the what. Why we're trying to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish and what we're actually trying to accomplish. Next week, we're gonna talk very clear about, okay, how are we gonna accomplish that? I wanna invite you next weekend, December 4th, mark your calendars, Vision Saturday. We are talking about all of the vision that for months our lead team pastors have been taking time to pray and strategize and seek God and talking about the how we're going to accomplish the mission that we're talking about today. We've got new strategies. We've got new vision that we're talking about next week and I wanna invite you to be a part of it. And then also invite you to be a part of Waymaker Week. Waymaker Week is our annual fundraiser that keeps this church financially supported. We have many, many people that support throughout the year, which we would not be able to keep, keep this church alive without you. But we do an, kind of an annual uh, year-end fundraiser to continue to support that vision that you're going to get to hear about next week at Waymaker Week. There's going to be 12-hour streams, okay? 6th through the 10th from 1 a.m. So 1, 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. Lots of shenanigans, lots of goals. But the biggest reason we give is to continue to support this ministry so we can accomplish this mission that we're talking about today. What is the mission of the church? If we were to go through all the Bible, all 66 books, and we were to look at all the different stories of the Bible, what would the main story quest line be? What would be the mission? I believe that it is very, very clear that Jesus' main mission for the church is this phrase right here. Maybe for some of you it's new. It's called the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is one of the last things that Jesus told to his followers called disciples before he ascended back to heaven. He was very, very clear before he ascended to heaven. Hey, I've got one very important task for you to do. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many things that as a church we want to accomplish. There are many faction quests we can do. There are many side story quests we could do. And all those things are great and important. But I believe that Jesus gave us one main story quest to do. God's MSQ is this right here. Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20. Here is our mission. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then he gives you a reminder, and surely I am with you always to the very, very end of the age. Here's the deal, as a church, we wanna do so many things. We wanna practice things like generosity, and we've done that many, many times throughout this year. We, we were able to raise over $10,000 this year to help a family in need who a mother raising her children on her own had cancer and was about to pass away. And unfortunately, she did end up passing early this year. But we were able through that $10,000 to raise money for the funeral costs of that family and to be able to help those children who were about to be left without a mother, father not very present in the picture, we were able to support them financially. That's an amazing thing for the church to do. Come on, put an amen in the chat. And many of you got to be a part of that act of generosity. In our church, we get to help people who are hurting. 
Our pastors get to sit down and talk with people who are going through tough times. We have amazing volunteers who lead experience groups who are helping people have community and friendship. There are so many amazing things that our church is doing. So many side stories that we get to be a part of. So many faction quests that we get to be part of. And those are all beautiful. And those are all great. But how many of you know sometimes in the video games we play, especially in New World, you can get caught up focusing so much on the side stories, the factions, doing stuff for the town hall project board. You can get caught up doing so much of that, which is all good. Sometimes we can forget about the main story. We can forget about the MSQ. And today I want to bring us back to what is God's mission for the church, for our church. It is the Great Commission right here to go into all nations and make disciples. Generosity is good. Building community is good. Having friendship is good. Helping hurting people. Those are all good things. But we cannot forget why are we here? What is our main story? It's to make disciples. And so what I want to do today is an attempt to bring us back to God's MSQ, that main story quest line, and answering that question, what are we here for? Talking about the why and the what. What are we trying to do? And I want to point out six things that I think God wants us to be reminded of, to focus on if we are going to accomplish God's MSQ, the mission for the church. If we're going to accomplish God's quest for our church, the first thing we need to do is we need to remember. We need to remember first and foremost, who is this all about? I've come to tell some of you, this ain't about me. This ain't about great content. This ain't about any of that. All of this is about Jesus. He is the one who saves. He is the one who changes our lives. He is God. He is king. And all that we do is about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is not a part of our church. They're like, man, it'd be nice if he showed up once in a while. He is why we do what we do. God is king. He is God. It's all about Jesus, maker and master of all of creation. But put verse 18 back up on the screen. Because I want you to remember, as we're talking about the great commission that God has given us to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Look what he says. He says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus, before he even gives us our quest line, he gives us the reminder that you won't be able to do this without me. You won't be able to accomplish the quest that I'm about to give you without my help. But here's why we can be encouraged, because we're not just going into this mission empty-handed. We're going into this mission with the God of all of creation. you got to remember who's on your side today. That Jesus Christ, who all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. You see, one thing that I wish 343 would do... <laughs> is I wish they would actually release Halo on December 8th with what's called a co-op campaign. Now, I'm not going to lie. I might be a little bit salty that it's only coming up with the solo co-op, the solo campaign. If you're not familiar with co-op, which, by the way, if you don't know what co-op is, you're probably not winning today's giveaway because that's the command. But co-op campaign is a beautiful thing because you get to accomplish the storyline of Halo. 
You get to accomplish the campaign, but you don't do it by yourself. You do it with help. You do it with a friend. Some people might do it split screen. You might do it on one computer and your friends playing all the way in a different country. Whatever it might be. But co-op has always been a staple of Halo. People will go into the legendary mode, which is the hardest difficulty, and they'll play a co-op campaign. Why? Because it's always better to accomplish the mission with somebody else with you. Let's jump back in a new world for a second. Because right now, my main story quest line is to defeat the well guardian. And there's pajamas thrown out an invite. Guardians, I love you, but I'm gonna have to hide that real quick, my man. <laughs> here's the deal. My main story quest line is defeat well guardian. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go in real quick and I'm just gonna go accomplish this mission, okay? Real easy peasy. I'm just gonna go into this little green little cave right here. And I'm just gonna accomplish the mission that the game has clearly given me. Let me just run by these Meyer fiends real quick. Let me just get in this dungeon. I'm gonna be met by these small little fiends. I'm not afraid of these guys real quick. These guys are no big deal. These are easy peasy, but these guys are not the main part of this quest. Let me just get through these guys. Easy peasy. I'm just slicing and dicing. Pastor punching everything everywhere. And I got one more guy. Let me just drag him close real quick, okay? You get this guy back up a little bit. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. My main story quest line right now is to defeat this well guardian right here. That big boy right there. I'm 53, he's 55. Eh, no big deal. No big deal. Let's go ahead and fight him real quick. Let's go ahead and fight him. Oh my goodness, he's doing damage, okay? I'm going in. I'm dodging. I'm doing objectives here. I'm backing up, doing mad damage. And it seems that he is just slicing and dicing, okay? He's slicing and dicing. I'm even gonna pop a potion. Oh. What do you know? I'm dead. <laughs> what do you know, friends? I am actually dead. I failed the main story quest line. Put some Fs in the chat. Now, here's the deal. If you played New World, you already knew this was gonna happen. Why? Because this quest is not intended to be a solo quest. This quest is not intended to be a quest that you do by yourself. You literally cannot. When the game was designed, the developers decided people can't do this quest on their own. And when Jesus gave us the great commission to go into all the world and make disciples, he decided this was not going to be a solo mission. But here's what I need you to understand. Jesus didn't just give us a commission. Literally, the definition of commission is someone commanding us to go out and fulfill some sort of act. But what I need you to grasp today is you need to remember that it's not just a commission, it's a co-mission. The same way that we play co-op in Halo. It's not just a commission to do something. It's a co-mission that God has said, I am with you. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to you. And you need to remember that I'm with you to accomplish making disciples. But here's what we do. Let's jump back in a new world. Here's what we do. I just died to that boss. So what's the first thing that we normally do? Oh, you know what? Okay, well, let me change my strategy a bit. You know what? I've got some green gear on. You know, maybe if I just pop on some more epics. Let me, let me get some better gear and then maybe I'll be able to accomplish the mission the game wants me to do. 
And we do the same thing in life. Hey, you know what? I'm trying to accomplish a goal. I'm trying to make disciples. I'm trying to live out a life of purpose. But man, I just, I keep dying over and over again. I keep failing. Man, I must not be doing it right. Man, you know what? Maybe if I just had some better gear. Maybe if I just learned how to talk better. Maybe if I just learned how to explain things better. Maybe if I just had more talent, more skill, whatever it might be, then maybe I could finally finish the MSQ. Let me tell you, if I was in all purples, I still cannot beat this MSQ. This quest is designed to be completed with a whole crew of people. What will determine your ability to defeat this quest it's not the gear you have, it's the help you have. And here's the beautiful thing about this quest. If you've got enough help, if you've got the right help, it doesn't matter what gear you've got. If you've got enough help, if you've got the right help, I could go in there with all gray armor and still beat the quest because it's not about the gear. It's not about the skills. It's not about the talent. It's not about the equipment I have. It's about the help I have. And I've come to tell some of you right now, you read this great commission of making disciples of all nations and you think to yourself, God, but I don't have the right skills. God, I don't, I don't have the right talent. I don't have the right personality. I'm not extroverted. I'm not super outgoing. I'm nervous to talk to people about Jesus. Here's the deal. Even if you're wearing all gray armor, when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave, you can accomplish making disciples. And if we're going to accomplish this mission, I need you to remember who is with you. The God of all creation. It's not about the equipment you have. It's about the help you have. And before Jesus even goes into detail on what the mission is, he says, I'm about to give you a task. I'm about to give you a quest. But before you even find out what it is, I want to tell you already, you can do it. I've come to tell some of you today in the chat, you can do it. Put it in the chat right now, all caps, you can do it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can make disciples. I can make a difference. I can impact this world for the glory of God. It's not about my equipment. It's about my help. And my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if he is for me, who can be against me? I'll tell you, that little well fiend ain't got nothing on me if I got the right help. And the world doesn't stand a chance when Jesus is on your side. I've come to tell somebody today. I see the spamming in the chat. You can do it. But you need to remember, he's with you. He's for you, not against you. No matter who you are, no matter what personality type you feel you might have, you can make disciples. You can make disciples because God is with you. The second thing that we need to focus on if we're going to accomplish God's MSQ, God's mission for the church, is we're going to focus on responsibility. Friends, we're going to focus on responsibility. This is huge. This is crucial. Read verse 19 with me. After Jesus reminds us that he has been given all authority and that he is sending us, then he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, let me give you some context to this. In this verse, Jesus is not talking to a bunch of pastors. Jesus is not talking to a bunch of people who work at a church. 
Let me give you two reasons why. Because when Jesus was saying these things, one, the church didn't exist. <laughs> and pastors didn't exist. There was no church to work at. Those things had not been established yet. Jesus is talking to ordinary people who are following Jesus. And I don't know about you, but if you're here and you believe in Jesus, you've surrendered your life to follow Christ, then you're just like me. You're an ordinary person who's following Jesus, which means that this mission is for you. It's not just for me. I may be a pastor. I may be in ministry as a career, but all of us are in ministry as a lifestyle. Every single one of us. It's all of our mission. This is our mission for us to accomplish. And here's the deal. As our church is reaching gamers, if we're not going to reach gamers and make disciples of gamers, who is? If we're not even going to reach our own people, who's going to do it, friends? Who's going to do it? Like, the reality is, like, I'm looking at the chat right now. Like, Blue Arrow, we got love for you. But, like, other people who aren't gamers, they come up in here. They're like, why are you a Blue Arrow? The heck is a Jinjos? I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> the reality is, like, other people look at what we do. And, like, this is strange. Like, what's a Xanup? I don't even know, bro. I, like, I don't even know. And other people, like, they don't understand our world. Like, they don't understand. Like, why do you have a helmet on the back, what, what is this girl in a pink dress? That's Peach, by the way. Like, people don't, they don't understand this world. This is, this is our world. It's like, we're a bunch of nerdy gamers, and I love it. This is our world. And I've come to tell you, like, it's our responsibility to reach our people. If not us, then who? If not us, then who? Jesus said, go. Go into all the world, and and make disciples. But I need you to understand, like, this is our responsibility to go do it. But here's what happens in, in, in church and as followers of Jesus so many times. We want somebody to go. But we don't want that person to be us. Some of you may even pray, God, send somebody in Jesus' name. <laughs> Some of you often pray, God, make Susie more effective. And thank you. Keep praying that prayer. But you also need to keep praying, God, make me more effective. Because you've called me to go. You've called me to go. Some of y'all need to stop praying for reinforcements and start praying that God would just send you. He wants to use you, all of us, ordinary people, regular, average, everyday people. God wants to use the ordinary to do the extraordinary in Jesus' name. But we got to stop praying only for reinforcements and say, God, here I am, send me. Help me, God, to make disciples, to impact the people around me, to make a difference in their lives. God, help me discover my purpose so I can, I can make a difference. And I'll tell you, friends, I've, I've been doing this for seven years. I'll celebrate seven years of online game ministry, December 19th of this year, 2021. And I, I've just, I've loved it. It's been the journey of a lifetime. And I've seen some amazing ups, but I've also seen some amazing downs. And I'll be honest, guys, I've, I've done travel and I've talked to thousands of people. I've talked to church leaders. And it breaks my heart to say that even in 2021, 
even in a post-COVID world, well, not necessarily post-COVID, but after 2020, where so many churches started getting their eyes open to the idea of like online church and online world, our church is still very much ahead of the curve. There was a moment, even just a few months ago, where a very innovative, a pastor who is normally very ahead of the curve, a pastor that I honestly used to think to myself, God, if you got me to sit across the table from this person, and then that person could understand what we do and understand the need for it, God, that person could open up doors to really take us to the next level. And it broke my heart when just a few months ago, that person who's known for being innovative and ahead of the curve stepped on stage in front of over like 100,000 people and started talking about how video games are basically bad and only guys play them. And I want to understand that no fault on him. He's not one of us. He's just uninformed, doesn't understand our world. But what that spoke to me in the moment was God reinforcements right now. They're, they're, they're not coming. They're not coming. The people who honestly I thought were the most innovative, that these people would get it, they, they still don't. And I don't say that to discourage you. I say that to empower you. Reinforcements, as of right now, they're not coming. So therefore, it's up to you and I, we got to go. We got to stop waiting on, man, we could do so much more if, if someone just gave us like a million dollars or if we just had like 9,000 more people. To help. No, 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 we just got to go. Like, we got to stop waiting on reinforcements, stop waiting on more money. We got to stop waiting. We just got to, we got to go. We, we, we just got to get to work. We got to reach people. We got to share the love of Jesus. We got to stop waiting on something else. We just got to say, God, today, not tomorrow, not when that guy understands, not when more money. Today, I am filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. It's in me today, not tomorrow, right now. So if I'm filled right now, I'm equipped right now to go and make a difference and impact the world with the story of Jesus. One thing that God's been putting in my heart is I won't even send you reinforcements until you start going with what you've got now. I won't even send it. Once I see that you're willing to do the best with what you've got, then I'll start putting some fuel on the fire. But if you won't even go with what you've got now, maybe I'll just find someone else who will. When is the church of Jesus going to understand it's my responsibility, mine, not pastors and stuff, yours, all of ours. You've been equipped. You've been empowered to share the love of Jesus with your friends, to make a difference. And once all of us start taking up our responsibility, then God will start pouring on the fuel in that fire. And we'll start seeing virtual revival be brought out in the name of Jesus but here's the deal. Sometimes God wants to make a way, but he wants to make a way through you. I've come to remind some of you today in Jesus' name that when Jesus said the word go, let's put that verse back up on the screen. When Jesus said the word go, I need to remind you today that that is not a side quest. It is a command of God. In verse 18, Jesus establishes, put 18 on the screen. Jesus establishes, I want you to understand, yes, I want you to be encouraged to know who's with you. 
but I also want to understand who's talking here. This is not just some nice guy. This is not some motivational speaker. This is Jesus who reminds us all authority and power on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Let me establish who I am. Let me establish the power that I have. And now that you know who I am, verse 19, therefore, go. When Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples friends, I've come to remind some of you today, this is our responsibility. This is not a side quest. This is a command of God. This is our mission. God establishes, I am master, you are servant. I am father, you are child. I am God, you are the people that I love. But let's not confuse the roles. The master has given his people a command to go and to live a life that is continually not making disciples is to live a lifestyle that is continually disobeying God. For many of us, we might not be able to remember or even think of one person that we've, that we've taken on a faith journey, that they didn't know Jesus, but because of my impact and obviously through the power of God, because of my impact, that person today said yes to follow Jesus and is learning more about Jesus. The reality is if you can't think of one person in your whole life or your entire faith journey that you have taken through that, today I want to call you back to understand your responsibility is to go. This is not to condemn you or to make you feel shame. This is to hopefully wake us up in the name of Jesus to understand I have a responsibility if we're going to accomplish God's main mission, I, not the church and the pastors and the staff, I, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done or what you feel you can or cannot do, you can do all things. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. But every one of us, we have a responsibility. We have to do what Jesus said. We have to go. If we're going to accomplish God's mission for the church, if we're going to accomplish God's MSQ, we have to remember who's with us. Remember who's talking is God. And we also need to, we need to understand our responsibility. The third thing we need to do that we need to truly, truly focus on if we're going to accomplish God's mission is we need to focus on retention. We need to focus on retention. Put verse 19 back up on the screen. Let's read it again. It says, therefore, go and make disciples. Now, for some of you, this word disciple might be new terminology. And really, disciple really just means follower of Jesus. It just means someone who is following Jesus. Back in the early days of the New Testament, when Jesus walked around, actually, people didn't actually use the word Christian back then. Actually, the community of believers back then was actually known of people of the way. People of the ways of Jesus. We followed his lifestyle, followed his teaching. We are not perfect, better people than anyone else. But we are just people who are doing our best to follow Jesus. That's what a disciple means, to be a follower of. But here's what Jesus didn't command us to do. He didn't command us to just tell people about Jesus one time and then just send them on their way. That would be known as what's called evangelism. That's just the principle of just sharing our faith with someone. And there's going to be moments where that might all you, that might all you're able to do. And that's okay. And honestly, on stream, sometimes I do that a lot. Like, hey, I'm just introducing someone to Jesus for the first time. 
But we can't get confused. Jesus has called us to do more than that. Jesus has called us. If we're going to accomplish the mission, we're going to focus on retention. If you're familiar with, with YouTube, there are really two very, very important things that YouTubers need to focus on if they're going to grow as a YouTube content creator. Two things. One, click-through rate, CTR, click-through rate, and watch time. Click-through rate is very simple. How many people clicked on the video? Very simple to understand. That's why it's so important to focus on a good title, have a good thumbnail, because if both those things stink, nobody's going to click on the video. We have hundreds of people every single week that click on this live stream. Click-through rate. They, just, they click on it for the first time. They just join it for whatever amount of time. And that's great. And it can, man, we can make this church look real oppressive. If we started going on screen, guys, last year we had 174,000 people click on the stream. Well, you don't know is most of them watched for three seconds in Jesus' name. <laughs> like without all of the information, click-through rate can sound really important. It can sound really impressive. But what's also important, and in my opinion, even more important, is not just the click-through rate, but the watch time. The watch time is exactly what it sounds like. How much time do they spend watching the video? That's why it's so important for content to actually be good. Because if the video is actually good, the chances of them watching it for a longer period of time are very, very important. And if you can nail these things, man, you can get really popular videos getting sucked in the algorithm, getting really viral, and getting really important. It's important to focus on click-through rate, but also watch time. But oftentimes what we do in church is we think the mission is click-through rate. Well, I'm just going to get people here. I just got to get him to show up somehow. I just got to, man, I just got to do something. Well, maybe I'll, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do a giveaway or something. And maybe we can get people to click on the chat. And that might work. But then when you do the giveaway, they leave. And they don't care about anything else. And giveaways are great. And we do them. And one of y'all is going to win a giveaway at the end of this service. But we cannot misunderstand the mission of God to be click-through rate. The mission of God is watch time making disciples. It's all about retention. It's not just about giving someone the information of Jesus. It's about helping someone become a follower, a lifelong, committed, sustainable follower of Jesus. That is the mission of the church. Jesus didn't say, go and make a bunch of people aware of who I am. No, no, no. He said, go and make disciples. It's about retention. It doesn't matter if you have 8 million people click on your stream one time. What's your viewer account like? You can have 8 million views in the channel. You got three viewers. Something ain't right. <laughs> Something ain't right. If you got 8 million clicks but three viewers, man, you might want to reconsider your content. You know what I mean? Like you got to think some things through. And as a church, we need to go back to the drawing table and ask ourselves, God, why do we have a decent click-through rate but very poor watch time? Why do we have lots of people that have heard the story of Jesus but poor retention, poor disciples? Here's the deal. Getting clicks is easy. Getting clicks is easy. Getting good watch time is difficult. Getting someone to click on a good thumbnail is one thing. Getting someone to watch a 15-minute video all the way through is another.
getting someone to pray a prayer, I said yes to Jesus. Man, you could manipulate someone to saying yes to Jesus. It doesn't even need to be the Holy Spirit drawing them. You could just manipulate them to make an emotional decision. That's not what it's about. It's about retention. It's about when, when life hit me going a million miles a minute, I won't turn my back on God because he's for me and I love him through the thick and thin. That's a different story. The mission of the church is not, it's not click through late. It's watch time. And as a church, as we're talking about methods and we're gonna talk more about this next week, God, how do we get people to be retained? How do we, how do we make disciples? Not how do we just get people here? How do we keep them? How do we develop them? How do we build them? How do we form community? How do we get people in experience groups? Because church is not a service or a building. It is a community of people. To be honest, I'm more concerned with people getting into experience groups and studying the Bible than I am showing up on Saturdays. Like, I want you to do both. I really do. But I'll say it again. If we could only pick one, I want people engaged in community. What does that look like for you to be engaged in discipleship? Maybe for you, that's not an experience group. For some people, they might not be able to be in the experience group for whatever reason. But my main concern isn't getting you to show up to watch content. My main concern is throughout the week, how are you being discipled? Whether that it's an experience group, whether that's you and a friend having conversation, whether that's you on one studying the Bible, whatever it might be. My main goal is not even how do we get more people on Saturday. My main goal is how do we build disciples? Retention. If we're going to really accomplish God's mission, we've got to remember retention, retention, retention. If we're going to accomplish God's mission, we also have to focus on reach. We have to focus on reach. Look, look what Jesus said, verse 19 again. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. All nations. We have to understand that God has given us a world to reach. A world to reach. He's given us a responsibility. He's given us understanding of how we do that. But now we got to go out and actually reach people. we got to understand that in the gaming community alone, there is over 3 billion gamers. When Jesus is speaking to his disciples, you need to understand the context here. Jesus did not expect any one of those people to reach all the nations. He wasn't like, hey, Peter, you're going to reach every single nation. No, no, Jesus understood. Man, they're going to split up and cover more ground. Man, you're going to go here, you're going to talk to those people. You're going to go here, you're going to talk to those people. And combined, the church as a whole, all of Christianity, together, you and I, not me and the staff, you and us, all of us as a team, we can go out and reach the nations. But here at God Squad Church, we understand our assignment. We understand our mission. There are other churches that are reaching people all over the world. And that's amazing. Those people need to be reached. They're covering that ground. But here at God Squad Church, we're laser focused on reaching the gaming community. Why? Because nobody else is. Nobody else is. Now, let me be clear. You might be watching. You're not a gamer. Hey, you're welcome. We love you. So glad you're here. However you got here, being invited by a friend. Maybe you don't play games. Or you just watch Twitch. We're so glad you're here. But we're laser focused. 
on making everything we do relevant to the gaming community. That is our target audience. Why? Because if we try to reach everybody, we'll probably end up reaching nobody. But if we can be laser focused on who's our target, who's our nation? It's the gaming community. It's the gaming community. Three billion gamers who need the story of Jesus. And we, we, we got to reach them. We got to be willing to do anything except sin to reach people who are far from God. That's our reach. What's our assignment? God, who are you calling us to reach? Gamers. All right, so what does our church need to look like? It's got to look like a church for gamers. Because if we're going to accomplish that mission, we not only need to understand our reach, but we need to be focused on staying relevant. This is huge. If we're going to impact the gaming community, church, I've come to tell you, we got to stay relevant as a church. We got to stay relevant. When Jesus is talking to these disciples, go out and reach in all the nations. Jesus is also saying to them, yo, you're going to have to stay relevant. You're going to have to learn the language of the people that you're going to go talk to. And here's the deal. I need you to go to them, not wait for them to come to you. And when you go to them, you're going to have to talk their language. You're going to have to walk their way. You're going to have to understand their culture. And don't get mad at them for speaking a language that you don't understand. Don't get mad at them because they don't speak a language that you speak. You went to where they're at. You got to stay relevant. You got to be willing to do anything short of sin to reach people who are far from God. We got to be willing to understand gamers. We got to stay relevant to gamers, but we also got to be relevant to people who just don't go to church. Don't go to church. I'll be honest, like one of the things we're going to talk about next week, we're, today we're talking about the mission. Next week we're talking about the method, the how. What are we actually going to do? Man, we, we, we got to be willing to, to say, God, is our church still relevant at reaching gamers who are far from God? Like the way we do church, like even I'll be honest, like we were talking as a lead team recently and we started throwing, like, how do we even communicate come to church? Well, first of all, church is not a service or a building. So why do we even call this 90 minute segment church? I, I don't know. Is that confusing for people? Does it teach people that church is a 90 minute service in a building or online? Or does that teach people that church is the community? When we say show up for church, it's kind of confusing. Does it make sense? Kind of not really. Is it biblical? Kind of not really. It's just a segment. It's just a time where we've come to gather. But is that what church is? No, not really. What else do we call it? We call it a service. We were having this conversation, and immediately in that conversation, Daylight was a part of a Discord. He's our leadership development pastor. Jumps into a Discord with only non-Christian people in a voice chat. And he just asked them, can I just ask you a question? What do you think when you hear the word uh, service? Like, what does that mean to you? Like church service, like what does that make you think? One of them said, makes me think it has something to do with the military. These people had never been to church in their life. Makes me think of uh, something about the military. Another person said, uh, well, I went to a service uh, when my grandmother passed away one time. So it makes me think of funerals. And all the answers were like that. None of them were anything related to, you know, the house of God worshiping. But here's the deal. I'm not upset with them for not understanding what I know about the Bible. We have to speak in terminology that is relevant, that actually makes sense to people, that 
actually communicates. When Jesus spoke with people, he spoke in terms people understood. In John chapter 4, when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, he, he spoke in terms of living water. Why? Because this woman, she went to the well and drank water every day. When Jesus spoke to farmers, he talked in terms of seeds and planting and sowing and reaping. He always, Jesus always stayed relevant. He never sinned. He never did anything wrong. He wasn't willing to do drugs to reach drug addicts, but he was willing to do anything except sin to reach people far from God. So as we start talking about methods, that's the mentality that we have. We are willing to do anything except sin to reach people far from Jesus and to stay relevant, which means that I'm okay if things look a little different. I'm okay if things look a little bit different. Why does our service, well, first of all, I don't want to call that anymore, but why does our experience on Saturday, why does it have to look this way? Well, because that's what churches have done for a long time. Well, what if we just changed it? What if we just changed it? What if just being a church online was no longer relevant? Oh, well, been, been there, done that. After 2020, now everybody's online. You ain't even special anymore. What if what we've always done isn't enough anymore? What if God's calling us to go back to the drawing table? What if God wants us to do things a little bit different? Why? To stay relevant, to keep up with the times, to keep reaching people who are far from Jesus. Some things that used to work won't always work forever. Technology has always grown. The things, man, I'm talking about floppy disks, baby. Floppy disks used to be on point. Now they're a meme. And some of y'all might even know what those are. Things, are. things are growing. The world is changing. I'm not willing to sin to reach sinners, but I'm willing to do anything short of sin to reach people far from God. Because if we're going to accomplish the mission, we've got to stay relevant. If we're going to accomplish God's MSQ, the mission of the church. We got to remember who's with us. We got to understand it's our responsibility. We got to focus on retention, actually making disciples. We got to understand who are we reaching? Gamers, three billion people around the world. We got to understand, we got to stay relevant. But lastly, if we are going to accomplish God's mission, friends, we need to realize what it's all about. We need to realize what the mission really is so many times in church and and on stream and, and, and we can use terminology that is even relevant terms like positive vibes terms like positivity those are great i'm not against those words we can even use words like hey man we're here to bring hope and encouragement we're here to help hurting people we're here to be generous those are great those are great all those are good. We're going to keep saying those things. We're going to keep doing those things. But I've come to wake some of us up in Jesus' name to help us realize what are we really doing? What we're doing isn't just helping hurting people feel better. What we're doing isn't just being generous to meet real life needs. Those are so good. And we're not here just to be a positive influence. Those are all good things. I need you to realize the importance of as a church what we're doing. What we are doing is being on a mission to prevent people from spending eternity in hell. 
friends, this is this is a big deal. We're not just making people feel better. We're not just meeting people's needs. I, I need to be crystal clear. I need you to realize there is a place called heaven. But there is also a place called hell. But the Bible says there is there is a gnashing of teeth. There, there, is, there is no light. It is only darkness. That it is a place of torture and suffering for all of eternity. And it will, it will never, ever, 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 ever end. And that without the forgiveness of God, that's where all of us will go. But I need you to realize what we're doing. I know that we're gamers, but when it comes to reaching people for, for Christ, and we're not playing games. And this isn't just for fun. This isn't just to be a positive influence. We're not being content. We are ripping souls out of the gates of hell and having them being forgiven by the blood of Jesus so they can inherit eternal life. Eternities are on the line. This is serious business. We're not just having a good time. We're not just making friends. We're not just building community. Those are all good but I need you to realize what we're doing. I need you to realize the importance of what we do. People will spend eternity forever in hell without Jesus. Hell is real. And God really doesn't want people to go there because he loves them. And he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that all who would accept his forgiveness and believe in him that they wouldn't have to perish, but they could have eternity in, in heaven where Jesus calls it paradise. That's our mission. That's our mission. But because hell is real and people really go there, Jesus has given us a quest to go in all the world and make disciples of all nations. But I, I, I've come to ask you a question today. Does that truth even break your heart? Does it break your heart that every single day you jump into a solo queue and you play with three people who are, you would call them toxic. I would call them far from God. You jump into a League of Legends game and people are just, man, they're just being rude and disrespectful and it's okay to not allow them to walk all over you, but does it even cross your mind that if Jesus doesn't reach his people through me, let's just be crystal clear that those people might spend all of eternity in hell forever. Does it cross your mind that most people on your Steam friends list who don't know Jesus, that those who have not received the forgiveness of God, they, they'll spend eternity in hell forever? Does, does it break your heart that some of the people you're playing on Discord at night and you have no intentions of reaching them. You're just having a good time. And that's great. Does it break your heart that a lot of the people that you speak to, that without the forgiveness of Jesus, they'll spend eternity in hell forever? Because here's the deal, friends, as a church, if, if we don't realize that, we've missed the whole thing. If we don't realize that, then all we're doing is making content, making people laugh, and it's all a huge waste of time. Man, I'd have so much more free time 
My life would be so much more simple if all I just did was stream to make you laugh and make money. My life would be so much easier, but so much more void of purpose. So much more void of impact. I, I, Jesus has not called us to be comfortable or to take it easy. He's called us to accomplish his mission. To share the story of Jesus, to make disciples. Why? So people can inherit eternal life. What we're doing impacts eternities. But do you realize that? Do you realize the severity, the seriousness of what we're doing? I know we dance in penguin suits and we, we have fun. And Waymaker Week is going to be hilarious and awesome. But it is going to change eternities forever. Don't get caught up in the jokes and the content that we, that we forget to realize the purpose of all we're doing. Jesus has entrusted you and I to fulfill his mission so eternities are changed, so that marriages are restored, so that people's eyes are opened to the goodness of God, and so that people are saved from the eternal punishment that all of us are due because of sin. We just got to be crystal clear. People do not go to heaven without Jesus. And people don't hear about Jesus without you and I. So we've got a mission. We've got a mission. We're going to read it one more time. Put verse 18 back up. Let's read the whole thing. This is God's MSQ. When Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. This is our mission. This is our mission. Friends, we're not just content creators. We are disciple creators for the glory of God, building disciples to impact eternities. This is our mission. And so the question I've come and ask you, are you on board? Are you on board? Are you on board to be a disciple maker? And let me be clear what that means. It doesn't even mean just give your money so that we can do more. It means, are you a disciple maker? Are you willing to say, God, you've commanded me. The master has given the servant a direct command, a direct MSQ, a main story quest to go and make disciples. I'm not asking God to send someone to my place. I'm going. I'm a disciple maker. I've been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus starts the verse reminding of us of his authority and ends the verse and remember, I am with you always you can do it because God is with you and God is in you and God is making an impact through you no matter who you are your personality type no matter what it might be there is a gaming community of three billion people to reach and if we won't reach our own people nobody will I'm not sitting on the sidelines anymore I'm not waiting around for somebody to do a thing I'm doing the thing 
I'm going to share the story of Jesus. I'm going to get on my knees and pray and fast and ask God. God, reach the toxic people that I just played League of Legends with and who cussed me out like a storm. Because I realize, God, they are not just toxic. They are far from God. They're in need of your love. Their, lo their lives have not been transformed the way that mine has. They need you, Jesus. And I'm not asking you to send someone else. Send me. I'm going to hit the friend request on the guy that just cussed me out in League. I'm going to hit that friend request. And I'm going to say, God, use me somehow, some way to impact their lives. I understand sometimes people got to get banned. I understand sometimes people got to get muted. I get all that. But may that be the last resort. May our first response be, God, send me. Send me. That I might make a difference for the glory of God. That's our mission. So I've come to ask you a question. Are you on board? Will you be a part of God's team? Will you be a part of God's mission? That's you I want you right now in the chat. Just type in the chat, I'm on board. God, I'm on board. Send me. Send me, God. I'm willing, available. I might not have the best gear, but it's not about my gear. It's about my help. And my help comes from the Lord. I'm a disciple maker. I'm a disciple maker. Today we've talked all about what's our mission. Next week, we're, we're going to talk about what's our method. Our lead team has been praying and seeking God. God, what do you want our church to look like to make a difference of reaching people? Because if I'll be 100% honest with you, friends, our church right now, we're not reaching many lost people. I'm just going to be bluntly honest. Our church right now is not reaching many lost people. We won't do it anymore. I'm not sitting around doing the same thing over and over and over again, wondering why lost people aren't getting saved. Jesus says in Acts 2, if you'll fulfill my word, I will add to your number daily those who are being saved. So if people aren't being saved every day, something's not right. When we have 24-hour access in a discord and people aren't getting saved every day, something's not right. I'm not sitting around anymore. Something needs to change. The method needs to change so we can accomplish the mission. I want to see every day people far from God becoming near to Christ so people can know Jesus and have their lives changed the way that I have. And I see y'all in the chat. I'm on board. God, send me. God, send me. Punchy Dexter, what kind of content is this? This content is meant to share the story of Jesus so that all gamers, all people can have our lives changed through the power of God. Let me tell you, man, I am a broken person. I have sinned. I have made mistakes. I have fallen short. I have disrespected. I have done all kinds of things in my life. I am who I am because God loves me the same way he loves you. And I, I, I don't know what you've been through, my friend. Maybe you're watching during second service. I don't know what some of y'all been through. But it doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is that Jesus, he loves you. And he gave his life on a cross. Jesus died for me and for you. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what you've done. God sent his son Jesus to die for us. Why? So that he would pay the penalty for our sin. So that we could be forgiven. I want to tell every single person watching right now, Punchy Dexter and every single, God has a purpose for your life. 
God has a specific, specific purpose for your life. And he has a mission for all of us to accomplish, to make disciples. But all of us, no matter who we are, what we've been through, the Bible says that if we will believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, making a decision to say, yes, I want to follow, I want to follow Jesus. If that's you, you can have your sins forgiven and begin a relationship with God. Have your shame taken away. We can have a brand new start. And if you're here today and you've, you've, you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to give you that opportunity. We completely respect and love those who don't want to make this decision. We can't force it on you. But for some of you, I, I want to give you that decision. Jesus wants to forgive you and give you eternal life. And if today you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'd invite you to repeat these words after me as you are talking and praying to God. So pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of my sins. I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Help me, God, to follow a new path, your ways, and help me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, come on. Will you put your hands together? Will you put some Jesus hype in the chat? Hey, I'm believing right now, whether it's live during first service, on YouTube, the VOD, or second service, I'm believing and hoping and praying that people are saying yes to follow Jesus. This is why we do what we do, so people can experience the life-changing truth that we've experienced through the power of Jesus. And here's the deal. If you prayed that prayer, would you be bold enough in the chat just to type a yes in the chat saying, yes, I prayed that prayer. Yes, I am making a decision to follow Jesus. And here's the deal. We want to celebrate with you. If you could go ahead, click exclamation point next level in the chat. Click that link. Fill that out with as much information as you feel comfortable. We just want to be able to reach out to you, have one of our pastors follow up. Just let you know, hey, congratulations. Medal for during first service. We see you in chat praying that prayer. Come on, somebody. Jesus, I'm in the chat. Let's go, baby. Congratulations. So, so incredibly exciting and amazing. We love it. We love it. We love it. Here's the deal. Click that link. We want to just be able to resource you with really, hey, what are some beginning steps, right? You just picked up a new quest. Well, what are your first objectives? being a follower of Jesus. What, what, what does it mean to pray, read the Bible? What does it mean to understand water baptism, which is a next step after you get become a follower of Jesus to be water baptized? Like, what does all that mean? We want to resource you because we know there's a lot to learn. We want to walk alongside that with you as you begin this brand new journey. And friends, I mean, right now, we're seeing it in the chat, seeing someone saying yes to follow Jesus. And here's the deal. All of that is made possible through our combined generosity. We gotta say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for those that are giving and financially supporting this ministry so we can continue to have a church that isn't just providing 90 minutes of content once a week. You need to understand the day-to-day -day ministry of God Squad Church throughout the week, seven days a week, is impacting people around the world. Through all of our staff, our leaders, our volunteers, people are being discipled, people are being encouraged, and that is why we give. We give as an act of our worship to God to say, God, thank you for what you've done for me. And because you first gave to me, God, I will give back to you. God, I trust you with every area of my life, even my finances. I'm not just a consumer, someone who takes, takes, takes. I wanna say, God, put me in coach. I wanna give. And so thank you to those that do contribute financially to our church so we can continue to build the kingdom and to see people like Metaphor giving their lives to Jesus 
every single week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want to tell you, hey, if you're here and you've never taken that next step of trusting God in your finances, there is absolutely no pressure. But as a follower of Jesus, I would challenge and urge you to take that next step in following God in his command for us to be generous. We want to be generous people and support this church so that more and more people can be discipled and come to know Jesus. You're going to see a video in a second that'll give you a few ways in which you can give and support this ministry, but we want to say thank you to those that give and also want to invite you to Waymaker Week, okay? Remember, next weekend is Vision Saturday. You're going to hear the methods. Today you heard about the mission. Next week you hear about the method. And then Waymaker Week, the 6th through the 10th. 12-hour streams from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. It is our yearly fundraiser where people are able to financially support the vision of the church. Next week, you're going to hear all about that vision. And then Waymaker Week, you're going to get to financially support that vision. So I want to encourage you, even now, be thinking and praying through with your family, God, what is my contribution going to be? Whether it be I'm going to give a one-time donation. Maybe it's going to be I'm going to start a recurring monthly donation. Maybe for some of you, you're already giving and you want to be able to increase that giving. Or maybe you're already giving everything that you can. And maybe you're just going to be able to pray. Whatever it might be. Think, be thinking about Waymaker Week and obviously show up. We would love to have you. Thank you so much for supporting this church. But no matter how much you give, God bless you as you give. Here at God's Watch Church, there are multiple safe and secure ways for you to give. You can give by clicking on the panel below to give a one-time or monthly donation via card or PayPal. You can also go to our website, godsquadchurch.com give and set up a one-time or monthly donation of any amount. Lastly, you can text any amount to the number 84321 to set up a quick and easy way to give. Because of you, we are able to share the gospel with gamers around the world. No matter what amount you're giving, thank you for your generosity.